Welcome to episode three of the Bucks Network podcast featuring former Cranbrook Buck and current Toronto Junior Canadians goalie Christian Triani. Christian is a 19-year-old from Toronto who made his way out to Cranbrook last September for the Bucks inaugural season before leaving during the continuing COVID-19 shutdown last March. This episode is made up of three interviews as after starting things off by catching up a little bit, We jump right into an interview that we recorded last March after Christian made the difficult decision to leave Cranbrook due to the shutdown. I then throw it to an interview that we recorded in September after Christian signed with the Junior Canadians before we finished the episode off by discussing his season. This is episode three of the Bucks Network podcast featuring Christian Triani. Okay, I'm thrilled to welcome into the Bucks Network podcast former Cranbrook Bucks goalie and current Toronto Junior Canadians goalie Christian Triani. Christian, how you doing today? I'm good, Chris. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Uh, how's your uh, How's the weather? The winter weather been in Ontario? We've been getting hammered here with snow and cold weather. How's it over there? Yeah, it's exact same. This week we've had uh, minus twenty four weather, so <laughs> this one's been a rough one. Yeah, we. Uh, it's warming up here now, but it's like December. December was very cold, and we got we got a ton of snow. But it's it's starting to mellow out here now for us. So we were just talking uh, before we started recording here about uh, you guys currently being in a little bit of a shutdown. Um, I guess what what's that like for you guys, and and what are you able to do during the shutdown here as a team? So right now we are we are aren't allowed to do anything rinks are closed you kind of just restaurants are closed the only thing that's really open is um grocery stores and and that's really about it in terms of things so uh the team really i think we've been through this a lot of guys been through this already so they were able to have some things prepared in, in terms of like what they did last time which is good but we aren't able to skate i know some guys have been trying to get onto outdoor rinks to just stay fresh and stay sharp for when uh, they do allow us to get back on the ice, um, so yeah, it's been it's been a little challenging, but I know we're gonna persevere through this. Guys are gonna stay in shape, do what they can to kind of do what they have to do. So yeah, yeah, and obviously this is something that you went through uh, you went through last year here in Cranbrook, so it's uh, it's nothing new for you. But hopefully it doesn't uh, doesn't sound like it's gonna last as long. And uh, so hopefully for you guys, you're you're back on the ice here soon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that being said, uh, you and I recorded a conversation last March. Um, you had recently left Cranbrook after obviously about a four or five month shutdown there. So you uh, you left Cranbrook in search of some other opportunities. And uh, so we, we had a bit of a conversation there about that. And, uh, and then we recorded another interview in September once you signed with the uh, Toronto Junior Canadians. So uh, I'm going to throw it over to both of those interviews here now, and then uh, we'll start catching up after that. Hey, Christian, how's it going? Hey, good. How are you? Good. How was practice today? It was good. Felt good out there. Where are you uh, skating right now? Right now I'm in uh, Chippewa. Okay. Chippewa Falls. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Is that uh, the main team that you've been skating with, or have you skated a few different places? Yeah, I, I just got here two days ago. Um, I was with the New Jersey Titans for three weeks, and that went really, really well. The facilities there top-notch. It was really professional. So, uh, yeah, that's where I was for the most part, and I figured, you know, while I'm in the States to avoid kind of this um quarantining going back to canada might as well check out a few other organizations just so i i know and i have feelers out there and i can kind of compare to others how did you uh enjoy your time in cranberry here you know practicing I, and i loved it yeah yeah i loved it it was amazing the, the guys were really good and the coaches very professional like the way he ran everything you can tell he was coming from you know yale and he, he brought that experience um so yeah, everyone everyone took it a lot more serious and the culture in Cranbrook, like you show up to the rank and immediately everyone's got their, their workout gear because he wanted to you know, he, he said it as you put on your work your workout gear because you put on your business clothes. It's like you're yeah. getting ready to take care of business. 
So it was good. The atmosphere was good. The guys were good. The coaching was good. It was amazing. That's awesome. I'm I'm glad that you enjoyed your time here. Yeah, thank you. So you spent a couple seasons in the GTHL and uh, seemed like you had a lot of success there. Um, when you look back on your time there, do you have uh, any memories that come to mind? That well, my first year, it was it was it was a little crazy. So I was playing rugby in Ireland, and when the season started, so I didn't have a team yet at that point, and and I was kind of frantic because previously I was with the Mark and Waxers for six years, and then the Toronto Titans my minor midget year, and I never really um, felt anxious about finding a team. So I always just figured, oh, don't worry, when I get back, I'll, I'll sort everything out. And I never the thought of not playing never really crossed my mind. But So when I came back from Ireland, I actually was in the situation like, wow, I, I don't have a place to play. Like Everyone's got their goalies. The season already started. They're doing the Toronto Titans early bird tournament. So... I found myself without a team, and then the Toronto Junior Canadians called me because they were interested in me um, in the from the previous season. Uh, I just never kind of that communication never kind of played out, and, and basically what happened is one of their goalies um, had a medical condition and, and couldn't play the season anymore. So they picked me up right after the Titans Early Bird Tournament, and then I was still playing rugby with Team Canada at the time. So. This is my first year midget, so I was going back and forth from rugby and hockey. So my days were like, go to the training center to play rugby, you know, get get in two lifts in a training session there, then drive an hour and a half and go practice and lift with them and and play on the weekends. It was just, it was a really hectic schedule. So for my second season with the Toronto Junior Canadians, I I decided, you know, I, I gotta I gotta put one to the side, whether it's gonna be hockey or rugby because it's it's just too much on my body mentally. I would just go home after after my day and just hit my bed and, and not wanna move. So um I ended up picking hockey and, and I think it was a, r- a really good decision that uh second year with the Toronto Jun- Junior Canadians, we, we weren't as good as a team, but it was still a lot of fun. It was still a lot of, of learning. Um I, I never really thought to go junior right after my first year of midget. I just always assumed, you know, I'm going to ride out until I can't play uh, minor hockey anymore. So it gave me, I well, for me personally, I felt like I was kind of a, a step ahead of my competition. So it gave me like a lot of confidence going into this season, I felt. What do you think, uh, like after you made the decision there just to focus on hockey, like what part of your game do you think you developed the most playing uh, in the GTHL? Um, well, the, the decision to kind of follow through with hockey, then I, it was sort of a shift in mindset, like, all right, now I'm going all in. So my training met reg- regimen really amped up. I was doing a lot more off the ice and a lot more on the ice. And I would kind of really get strategic with things and, and map out my practices and be like, all right, this week I'm focusing on these three skills to develop and, and go into this game. I want to have these three thoughts in my mind. And how I want to approach it. So, development-wise, I felt it was really be- beneficial towards me. It helped me um, get my confidence. It helped me work on kinks in my game um, that I knew I needed to improve in order to take that next step and that jump. So you mentioned that uh, you didn't necessarily know after your your first year that you were going to go play junior hockey. But at what point did you think that junior A hockey was a, a possibility for you? Yeah, I after that first year of midget, um, going into my second year of midget, I saw all my buddies started to move on to, to junior A, and I'm like, you know, why didn't I think to go try out for some teams or really, like, take it more serious about going to play instead of playing my second year of midget? Because, like I said, I felt like I was a step ahead of my competition. It was It was almost at that point where it's like I need more something a little more challenging. Um, so right there, I, I actually, in the midst of the season, I went to go skate with the 40 Erie Meteors, and their coach said to me immediately, he's like, you know, if you were if you were here at the beginning of the season, we would have took you in a heartbeat. Um, so that that was also a good confident boost, and I knew I was I was ahead of that level also, and, and Junior A was was going to be a good next step for me, and I felt like I would I was ready for that, and, and I would fit in well there, and I wouldn't be kind of out of place getting there 
how did you end up in Cranbrook this this fall? Yeah, this is a crazy story. Uh, originally, I signed a tender to go play in the NCDC, and I was doing um, a lot of recruiting. So I, I was on it. Um, come April, I was doing a lot of recruiting, and I had my team set to go to the NCDC. Um, so it was no stress. Now it's just kind of focus on the off season, and then come August, uh, COVID was getting really bad, and my parents were like, you know, there's only two thousand less cases there than all of Canada. Like, can you ask if you can kind of wait it out and, and see? So I, I ended up not going to New Jersey to play with the Rockets, and I found myself without a, a team because they, you know, they had to start. Um, so then I, I was listening to a podcast and it's the Goalie Hacks podcast with one of my goalie mentors runs, Mike Santaguida. And he mentioned um, that uh, one of the guys he was interviewing mentioned that a student of his, Nathan Lewin, is starting uh, an organization in the BCHL, the Cranbrook Bucks. And as soon as I heard that, the light bulb went off. I'm like, you know, I have a connection here. What if I email him and, and see if, you know, give it a shot. So I sent him an email and, and Ryan actually called me that evening. And he's like, hey, can you come and fly out here in two days? So not a lot of time, and I ended up flying out there in two days and spent the three weeks with them in training camp and, and loved it. What was uh, kind of your mindset when you were in camp there? Because uh, obviously they had Zakarowitz lined up, and uh, also they signed uh, Nathan Airy as well at that time. So what was kind of your mindset, and where, where were you at there? He just said, we're, we're in, in need of a goalie, and, and we need a guy. So I went down, and it was just me and Zakarowitz, so I... I thought, you know, am I the, am I the guy? Like, did I did I make it? And then later on, I was I was introduced to, to Nathan Airy and kind of figured out the situation from there. But I I just tried to stay open minded as possible and just kind of prove myself and really show that I, I deserve to be there and I can compete at this level and help you guys win games. How do you think your your development was this year? Kind of just in the practice and training mode compared to if you guys would have been in a normal season playing two to three games a week and maybe practicing a little bit less? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think going from midget to, to junior, it's a different mindset. It's a different approach. You're on the ice a lot more. You're in the gym a lot more. And, and I really, really like that. Um, I love being around the guys. I just, I love the process. So Kind of being, I submerged myself into that, and it, I think it really catapulted my development. Uh, just being on the ice so much, being at that level, training um, every day, uh, um, I, it was just really good for me in my development. I think I, it allowed me to get faster because the game's a lot faster at that level. The guys are more skilled, so you, you adapt and, and you get more skilled yourself, and you read the game better and faster and you kind of build good habits and you see the tendencies that the players have and how they think the game. So you, you just adapt and it and allows you to grow as a goalie and, and be better. What do you think uh, when you guys were just day in and day out training and just, you know, practicing as a team, like what do you think your favorite part was about that? Um, being with the guys for sure. Uh, we were a really tight group and it was a lot of fun showing up each and every day at the rank. You would, you know, tease the guys a little bit and, um, give them, give them hell when you save something, you know, chirp them a little bit. The guys didn't like that, but I loved it. Um, so it, it created a little competition on the ice and then, you know, they want to try harder to score and, and it just makes it the environment more fun. So you show up at each and every day and it's just, you know, everyone wants to get better and it's just a lot more fun on the ice. It's competitive and, you have to love that. What do you think was the, the toughest part about that same stretch of time? Um, that we were practicing for so long, I think. Not playing, it's pretty tough. You know, everyone loves to play. It's arguably the most fun uh, part of hockey, playing. Yeah. So going six months without playing a game, it, it really took a toll on guys. And towards the end of it, there were the deadline keep getting pushed back and guys start to kind of lose hope a little when they're like, Oh, you know, we're not starting. And so it just, it, it started to create a little bit of tension between the guys to the point where, you know, we would get frustrated with each other. And that, that uh, spark of like, you know, showing up the rank to have fun. It, it was more like tension between guys and not because we didn't like each other, just because everyone was frustrated. Everyone wanted to play. 
Um, but the, always the news of it getting extended, extended longer, it, it was, it was never a very positive thing. So it, it made it challenging. Um, but through those challenges, I think we learned a lot from that. And, and I know each and every one of those guys is going to take that moving forward. So it was, a, it was a good experience. When did you start thinking that maybe you were going to leave Cranbrook and, and look for other options? And then when did you finally come to the decision? Yeah, it was, um, it was, I started working with my agent this year, um, three months ago and, and the conversation started to become, you know, it doesn't look like the season's going to start with Jacob leaving. I knew I was going to be that guy, mm-hmm. the next guy up. So it was, it was more like I need to start thinking what's best for me. Um, so he was saying, you know, I, I think the Null is a really beneficial league for goalies. And he started giving me some examples of, you know, these two goalies who left the OJ and are now in, in the Null and they actually just committed this year. And, and so hearing those kind of examples and talking to a few coaches here and a few players down here saying, yeah, you know, the Null is arguably one of the, the best school, uh, leagues for goalies. It just sparked my interest in, in me thinking, um, with the deadline keep getting prolonged and thinking, you know, maybe the league's actually not going to start. I got to maybe just leave and, and go check out the Null and see how it is and if it would be a good spot for me for next season. So I came down, um, I think it's a month now, I, I left Cranbrook and I came down here just to, to, to um, poke my head in and, and kind of get a feel for how the league was and, and if I would be a good fit here. And, and so, yeah, that's, that's what sparked me to leave. So now that you've, you've been down there and you've been with some teams and uh, poking your head around a little bit, like, have you set any goals or do you, where do you expect yourself to be next year? Yeah. Um, I still love the BCHL and, and, you know, I, I want to set my goals high um, I'm deciding on whether or not I, I'm going to pursue to play in the BCHL or, or another league like the Null. Um, I've got options, and it's just a matter of what I feel is the best choice for me and best fit for me and, and where I'm going to play the most and be able to stand stand out. Um, I see myself as a winner. Like I want to win, and, and I want to put myself up for the best chance of success. So ultimately I'm just going to have to factor all those things and take those into an account going into the next season um, to make the, de- the best decision for me. So what are some of your longer term goals? Obviously you sounds like you're a little bit undecided at the, at this point on where you're going to be in the next year or two, but uh, what are you trying to get out of, out of playing junior hockey and, and beyond? Yeah, I, I, the goal is, uh, Division One scholarship. Um, it's always been a dream of mine to to go play NCAA. So that's the goal, and I'm going to continue to pursue pursue that dream. Um, kind of looking back, and you talk to your friends, and you see everyone in high school, you know, going to university now, and and just me personally, I always felt like anxious. I'm like, you know, I'm I'm playing hockey. These guys are in school. Like, I felt like I was behind the ball, but then. When you look at it behind the bigger spectrum of things, if you get a full-ride scholarship and, and you go and, and get your education fully paid for, the time you graduate, you're actually going to be in a better spot than kind of some of those guys who weren't as fortunate to get like a full ride and, and now are a little bit uh, have to pay for their schooling and everything like that. But that's the goal for me. Um, I'm not too sure where I'm going to gonna play next year. I'm still deciding on that, but... Uh, wherever I end up, the goal is to play Division One, and uh, not only play at that level, but be very successful at that lo- level, and that's what I'm going to aspire to do. So. Okay, awesome. So that, once again, was my interview with Christian last spring after he had recently left Cranbrook in search of other opportunities. I then caught up with Christian again in September after he had signed with the Toronto Junior Canadians. So here's that conversation, and then Christian and I will catch up again and discuss his season so far. Hey Chris. Hey Christian, how's it going? Good, how are you? Not too bad. How's your summer been? It's been good. Um, 
definitely a crazy one different than bc because of how open it was down there and then you came back here right when i came back from the states and we already had restrictions locked and and everything like that so it's definitely a different one lots of home training and adapting and things like that uh congrats again on uh signing with the junior canadians there um that's awesome news i was i was pumped to hear that yeah thank you so when do you get started? I know you've had the just the development camp so far. So we had development camp, training camp, and I play my first game with them this Sunday. Oh, okay, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So you guys, you guys are already, I guess, practicing as a group then already. Yeah, we just moved into the locker room last week, and we played a uh, red and white game. We had a school come to that. And we play Friday and Sunday against Milton. And the Friday game's in Milton. And Clarkson reached out to our coach and said that they'll be coming to watch on Friday, um, which is good. Like, kind of seeing schools coming already kind of just shows you how uh, reputable the Junior Canadians organization is. And you see that right from the start, the uh, the culture, the coach really sets and and just the stature of, of the organization is pretty good yeah that's awesome to hear so I know we already talked uh back in March after you after you left Cranbrook but uh now that you've had a little more time to reflect on your time in Cranbrook uh what do you think of when you look back at at your your last season here um I definitely miss the guys and uh being at the rink with them every day um that was a lot a lot of fun we just we were so close as a group um, not only that, I, I miss the, uh, the atmosphere there. The facilities were really high end and as well as the coaching, um, he was very, very good. But likewise, our coach here is also, uh, very, very good. So I'm fortunate for that. Um, not only that, uh, having to work with Nathan Lewin, I think it helped me a lot. It was, it was a different perspective of goaltending. I felt, um, like it was, it was different. I feel like. He kind of just taught us everything really he learned having played in the NHL and just things that he picked up along the way. And when he was teaching me, it was like, whoa, you know, I, I haven't really heard that before. So it, it was good to work with that. And, and as a development piece to it as well, I think it, it brought some maturity into my game and, and really taught me that the details are so, so important to move on from level to, to level. Like you need to have those details if if you want to be successful and want to move on further right so you mentioned uh, that you picked up on uh, some of the attention to details and some of the maturity in your game but I was going to ask if there was anything last season with the uh, all the just the training and everything that you did here if there's part of your game that you thought really improved over the last year I would say um, something that's really improved, I would say how I read the game going from midget to junior. I think it's so important how you position yourself in the net because the game is so much faster and guys are so much smarter and, and you know they, they have the ability to have the puck on their stick for half a second and release it. So I think your positioning and reading the game and kind of similar to chess being one, two, three, four plays a game ahead and being able to anticipate um i think that's something that's really i think it was a strength of mine but i think it's something that really um developed further um not only that but uh i would say patience as well um i think that was a key to my game as well but um just taking it to the next level like guys are so smart and and it's you know one second they're like oh we're gonna shoot and then they see something in the peripheral happening and decide to pass it off like they have that skill ability so it's it's not like always being ready to move on your edges you can't kind of set your feet and get stuck in the, the sand there so skating so so important as well what were the the first few weeks like after you left Cranbrook like I'm, I'm guessing that you went home for a little bit and then uh, I think that you went down south for for a little while so I actually um, my agent worked something out with the the New Jersey Titans and I didn't even go home I just went right my billet parents 
um, Frank and Isabel, they drove me right to Calgary, said her goodbyes, said thank you so much for everything. For everything. They were unbelievable. Uh, they drove me to Calgary. I flew right from there to New Jersey. And I think it was actually a label. It was like Texas, then to New Jersey. I got picked up from the airport there, put into um, a hotel there, and I stayed with the New Jersey Titans for three and a half weeks. And it was it was good to see null hockey, but at the same time, it was like, oh, you know, it would have been nice to go home and have a little refresh, see my family and everything. But um, it was really good in the sense of I got to – see what Null Hockey's like. I got to see what their organization is like and the facilities. And, and I visited multiple teams while I was there. I visited New Jersey Titans and uh, the Chippewa Steel. So I got to see the two different teams and I got to see them play and, and what it was like. And I really, really liked like Null Hockey and the atmosphere and everything. And I, I thought it would it was uh, – going to be somewhere where I was interested in playing for the following year um which was which was good I was going to ask what your experience was like seeing uh different teams and cities but I think you pretty much just answered that yeah I can go into further depth for example the uh the New Jersey Titans they had a brand new facility they had um all the players or the majority of the players were staying in a house together in this one dorm so the culture there, you could tell everyone was really close because they're, they're not only with each other in the houses, but then they're with each other at the rink. So the, the team's really tight-knit. Um, the coaching was, was top-notch as well there. And then I think the Null, it was, it was more of a gritty league that I found, like going from the BCHL to the Null. Like they only had, and I don't know if this was uh, because of it, but they only had one referee on the ice. So... A lot of things behind the plays you could kind of you could see them get away with and things like that and it was a lot rougher and tougher league like I saw a goalie get run four times in a game and it was no penalty and I was like what in the world is happening but um still a very high skilled fast pace very good very good league and then on the other side I went to the Chippewa Steel I didn't have as good good as a time there if I'm being honest it wasn't I didn't find it as good of, a, of an organization. But I got to see them play. Um, I got to see two different divisions. I got to see Chippewa play uh, the Minnesota Wilderness, which I found was a, which was a pretty good organization. The rink was really nice and everything like that. Awesome. Yeah, that's, yeah. Where, uh, that's where Jake was. Did you end up seeing uh, Zakarix? Yes, I got, yeah, I got to see Jake play, and we talked to each other before the game, which was – amazing like we both had big smiles on our face like hey man like oh it's so good to see you so it, it was good once you uh once you returned home and you kind of settled in what was your your mindset and your focus for uh for the summer there well it kind of lit a little bit of a fire because three weeks after i left the C- the pchl season started and and i was like oh you know i i really really missed the ship on that one like I, I think I made a I could have made a better decision but you know it, it, it more just was it lit a fire and be like these guys are playing I gotta work double as hard just to kind of keep up if not keep up and get better so as soon as I got home um, with the restrictions in place I was very fortunate to have a friend of mine who owned a gym so I was able to be in the gym every day, his gym every day with a personal trainer, um, as well as on the ice with a friend who had a, a, a rink on their property. So we were able to kind of get away from all these restrictions in place. So I was able to skate, be in the gym, work with the goalie coach, and just develop myself every day, which was I'm so grateful for because I know a lot of guys in Toronto, they, they didn't have that luxury. What was, uh, is there anything specific that you were, you were working on and trying to improve upon or just trying to get yourself into the best shape and playing at the best level? Um, I was working with uh, Maria Mount. She's based out of London. She's, uh, she's very good goalie specific. She specialized in goalie specific off-ice training. And she's been amazing for uh, the off-ice workouts. Uh, with her, I really we were really focusing on developing a wider butterfly flare, and 
just uh, keeping the, the, the hips healthy. And she was really, really good with that. So that's why I was working with her in the off-ice aspect of things, as well as my goalie coach, Kane TC. Um, this summer, we did uh, when things opened up again, we did just uh, kind of, because we didn't see each other for a while. So it was more of just let's look at everything and focus on all the details of the game and every single aspect. So behind the net, the play, uh, behind the net play, sorry, um, T pushing, how you move in the net, how you're reading the game, in tight rebound scenarios, rebound control. We literally just covered. We were on a, a week straight. We're on the ice four hours a day for a week straight. And in between each ice session, we're doing video. So two hours in the morning, then lunch video, then two hours again in the afternoon. And we did that Monday to Friday for a week straight, and we covered every single aspect of the game. And that really, really got me prepared coming in to this preseason here with the Toronto Junior Canadiens. So um, very, very, very fortunate for that as well. When, uh, like I know that you spent some time weighing your options and, and seeing what was out there, but when did the Junior Canadians become a real option for you? And, and did you have many other options that you had to consider as well? So the biggest thing um, was it was between going back to the BCHL with a different team or maybe even going to the NAL with a couple of teams and ultimately came down, you know, at do I, is it feasible for me to go down there and is it affordable for me to go down there? And it kind of just, you know, COVID was, was a really tough year with my family and everything and and they just felt like, you know, let's just stay close to home. We don't know what's going to happen with COVID and everything. And we haven't seen you play in two years. So it's nice. Just I felt like it was the best option at this point was just, you know, stay with my family, be with them every day, be the comfort of your own home and be with the top-notch organization like the Toronto Junior Canadians. And that kind of came more into fruition. Uh, I would say more... July-ish, end of July, I would say that that kind of came into fruition. I, they started talking to me way at the beginning. I told them, no, you know, I'm going to go back to the BCHL. And, and they kind of, they signed another goalie at the time and who ended up leaving to go to the null. And they called me right away. They said, Tree, you're the first goalie we, we called, you know, um, do you want to make this happen? Let's make it happen right now. And for me, it was just one of those things. It was like, you know what, let's just, let's just do it and let's see where it goes. Um, that's that's great that you've got the opportunity to play junior A at home. Like, that's that's pretty sweet. What was uh, like when you were growing up? How did you view the this particular organization? Yeah. So, right after first year midget, um, I got an opportunity after the season. I, I played really really well. I had an opportunity to play um, in a preseason game with them. I split the game with, it was me and Christian Mattiacci. And that was my first taste. And I was just so excited, so pumped to get a game in. Like, I remember being on the bench and, and Vince, our head coach, who was the head coach at the time, is our head coach now here with the Toronto Junior Canadiens. I remember turning to him because he said, all right, you're going to split at the uh, halfway mark. And I remember being like 10 seconds after the half halfway mark and there was a whistle and face off in the ozone. I remember turning to him and be like, hey, Vince, can I go in? And he looked at me and laughed. He's like, oh, I like your eagerness. And he and he uh, changed me on the next whistle. But just to show, like, I was so excited. It's like, you know, like, I just wanted to play so bad. I looked at it as, as one of those leagues. Um, I felt like I was ready to make that jump that after that first year of midget. And, but just to kind of be in that game and, and experience it in that 15-minute warm-up where the coast of midget, where you're at three minutes, you're just bumping around with the music, your heart's pumping, you got those butterflies, like best feeling in the world. Um, so I, I valued that so much. And, and now just to be able to actually be here and, and instead of me kind of wanting to go to them, they actually wanted me. It feels good to be wanted. And and um, end up with such a good organization, so it's it's a great feeling. Was there any connection between the the Junior A Canadians and and your U eighteen AAA Junior Canadians? Like, are they part of the same program or? Yeah, same program. The general man manager of this team was uh, my assistant coach when I was playing midget. 
Um, and that's where the connection happened. He called me right away. He even tried to get me right after the uh, um, BCHL season. Even before I went to the BCHL, he's like, hey, Tree, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, you know, I'm going out to Cranbrook. And, and I called him while I was there in training camp. He asked me, how's training camp going? And I said, oh, they want to sign me. And he's like, oh, damn. <laughs> but he's, he's very happy for me. So, um, yeah, we were in constant communication. And as soon as, as he heard I wasn't going back to Cranbrook, um, he opened the doors for me. Um, so, so, yeah, that's where the connection was with uh, Blake Ricci, the general manager there. Did you sign right after uh, main camp? With uh, the Toronto Junior Canadians? Yeah. Yeah, right after main camp, yeah. What was that feeling like for you? Um, I mean, first getting the opportunity, going going to camp, and then knowing that that's where you were going to be this year. It was, it was um, I was definitely open-minded towards it. I. I didn't know what to expect. I, I didn't know uh, the head coach too well and, and how uh, they ran the organization. I knew everyone told me, it's like, you know, if you're going to play anywhere in the OJ, I would say the Toronto Junior Canadians is definitely one of those teams you want to be at. And just seeing from, we've had three schools now in the last week and we haven't even started like games yet who come to watch us practice and play an, an inner squad game. So it just shows you like, the respect that those schools have for this organization and the pull that, that Vince has on, on co- coaches with his connections and everything. So I was definitely op- open-minded going into it. And, and now that uh, things are definitely settling down, I'm, I'm very happy about my decision to play here. And I'm just I'm really excited to, to get to play again. I haven't played since my last games in, in Cranbrook. So it's just uh, can't wait to get that uh, game day feeling back in the system and able to stop some pucks again so it's yeah i'm excited awesome that's good to hear so i know that uh as far as goals go i know that you you want to win and i know that you want to get an ncaa scholarship but uh what other kind of goals do you have for yourself this year and and then maybe some some team goals that you have throughout the year as well yeah that's a great question i think um i'll start off with the team goals we We've set some high team goals already just, just out of uh, training camp. we you know, evaluating the guys we got, and, and we feel we are going to be a RBC Cup contending team this year, which is really good, and, and all the guys are on the same page. Um, everyone's like, yeah, we got one goal to win it all, and, we, and it's already starting from camp, which is really good to, to, to see. And I would say personal goals for me um, – just give my like it's it's easy to say you know I want I want this X amount of shutouts I want this GAA I want this save percentage but I think when when you start to look at all those things it it gets messy in your head so really I just want to give my team a chance to win every game and and just not lose as much as I can really yeah. if I you know I'd, I'd rather have twenty wins and two losses than you know, some crazy numbers and a whole bunch of losses on my resume. So I just want to prove to schools I can win at this level and, and I can carry on to the next level and the next level. Um, so, yeah, that's what I would say my goals for this season, just be win um, and prove them that I'm, I'm at, at, if not above, this caliber of hockey. Um, do you? Is there many guys on the team that you're going to play with this year that you have played with previously or that you know at all? Yeah, I would say there's uh, four guys, four guys, Tyler Fukakusa, Aaron Sermakazian, Eric Vitale, um, I know I'm missing another one, but uh, like this age group now, as we're kind of getting older in, in the junior perspective, you're starting to see all those guys you played with growing up and everything start to move on and just happened like now I'm moving back to home and so everyone in this league is going to be guys I played up played against growing up and I've got a few of those guys on my team which is good it, it already gives you a sense of comfort and everything uh which is good and, and it starts off kind of that team chemistry right off the bat as well awesome yeah it sounds like you're you're really really familiar with uh with the team and, and really comfortable so that's that's good to hear mm-hmm. thank you Chris
Love it. Awesome. Okay. Well, thanks a lot again, and uh, we'll uh, we'll talk soon. Sounds good. Thank you. Yeah. Have a good night. You too. Okay, so we'll jump back into it here, Christian. Uh, so I guess the first thing uh, I want to ask you about here is we we talked the week before your first exhibition game against uh, against Milton. There, um, I was actually able to to watch that game on the hockey TV package. There, um, you had a great night yourself, even after it looked like you had a bit of a collision there on the first couple of shifts. It looked like you were battling through something there, and then. Uh, you ended up picking up the win, but uh, the one thing that jumped out was uh, a shorthanded assist. What do you remember about that play? Oh, I don't. I can't even remember that. I think I probably must have just stopped it behind the net and, and fired up the boards. And I think our guy was was coming off the bench, and um, I think he just picked it up off the boards and beat the guy out wide and ended up scoring. I'm pretty sure that's how it went. Yeah, it was kind of. <laughs> I remember it pretty well. You, the the puck had come like you guys were obviously shorthanded, so the power play they kind of they kind of messed up their breakout a little bit, and the puck came was coming down towards your net, and you came racing out probably like up probably close to the top of the circles, and uh, just out of nowhere into the screen you fired the puck off the glass, and then yeah just like you said one of your forwards came out of the bench there I think you fired it off the glass it just landed and he went on a breakaway and I it was just one of those things like where did that come from and it was it was pretty cool to see. <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then also in the preseason on September 27th, um, you made a you made a save that, that, like, caught headlines nationwide. What do you remember about that game and that play? That was against the Pickering Panthers. Um, I remember my goalie coach was at that game because he's the goalie coach for that team. Um, so that was definitely one I wanted to play well for. Um, a lot of pressure on, but they're a good team. They're a really good team. That was a fun game. Um, so yeah, I remember the guy was coming in down the wing. It looked like it was our defenseman was kind of angle him off, so he couldn't cut to the middle. So to me, it looked like he was either just going to drive wide, take a shot, or maybe go around the net and try to make a play from there. But out of nowhere, he fed it to the without even looking. He fed it to the middle. It was a great pass by him, if I'm being honest. And he fed it to the middle to his guy. And I just remember thinking, like, what? Like, I didn't even know that guy was there. Like, I didn't even know he was an option. So it was pure just desperation. I just tried to get across as fast as I could, um, and then. He kind of just shot it, and, and I kind of got lucky a little bit. He hit the paddle of my stick, and so I made the save there. That was uh, that was an exciting one. The boys definitely talked about that for a little bit after. Pumped my tires, so. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Like, it was getting shared around even by TSN and, and I think even Sportsnet. So that was uh, definitely an early save of the year candidate, even though it was uh, preseason for you guys for sure. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't even, I think you've done that also, like, almost the exact same save since then, too, eh? Yeah, that was uh, that was against St. Mike's, another one. It was a two-on-one. He uh, went for the a fake shot, and I kind of got caught there, and then he ended up passing it across quickly. And, again, just pure desperation, tried to get across as fast as I could. And this one, I, I think I got across a little bit fast. I was able to get um, both my hands on it. And, and smother it there right on um yeah so just going back to one in the preseason there i don't know if that was uh i don't know if that was your last preseason game but i i sent out a tweet like i was one of many people that uh, sent out a tweet with that save and i just i threw your stats out there you were two and oh goals against average of two and a 932 save percentage so um you got off to a hot start in the preseason and then uh that seemed to set you up well going into the regular season too as well yeah, there was definitely some nerves in the preseason just because it's been a while, I felt, since my last game. So it was one of those trying to get my timing back and, and my routines and how I prepare for games, my mindsets, my mindset in games, like just all the little things that I, I did um, or I do during games. So that was that was key. Like preseason helped me a lot. And, and like you said, I think it helped me kind of going into the season here. 
Um, so, yeah, I think it, it definitely gave me a little bit of momentum for when the season started. Awesome. And then uh, I sent out another tweet about you on uh, October 16th. It was, uh, I think it was your third regular season game, and you got your, your first shutout in the OGHL. What do you remember uh, about that night? So that was against St. Mike's. It was a home game. I actually, I didn't get a ton of action. That's, that game, like, that, that shutout, complete credit to my team. They, I think they played just an all-around, shutdown, really good game. Like, if, if I look back at it, I don't think they had too many grade-A, high-quality chances um on that one so uh so yeah just credit to the guys there they they definitely kind of got me that one for sure yeah and then again like in the in the tweet that i sent out i attached your numbers there i it was your third game at that point three games into the season you had a 1.12 goals against average which is just like it's incredible and then a 966 save percentage so again you know it was a pretty good start to the preseason for you and then uh you started the regular season pretty hot as well yeah. Um, so I guess I'll just I'll bring up your numbers one more time here, and that's just where you're sitting right now. So you're you're ten three and one on the year. Uh, you've got a couple shutouts now. Um, second in the league with a one point seven eight goals against average, and uh, a nine thirty six save percentage. So um, personally, I will get to the team and and the team success. But personally, you're you're performing very well. Um, I guess how how do you feel that the season has gone for you overall? You know, I think it's been good. I think there's definitely been some ups and downs, which you can expect from from uh, a regular season. Um, I'm ju- I was just so pumped to get back. I was so excited, and and uh, we've got a great team here. Our coach is is best to none. Like he is very very good at what he does. Um, he did a great job. I think that our leadership group did a great job of building a culture here. So this season has been a lot of fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to playoffs. Obviously, like you said, you know, I'm, sec- I'm sitting at second right now. There's been a little bit of a duel. I think I was sitting first for a while, and, and just recently I was overtaken. So I'm hungry. I want that, I want that uh, top squad back again. But there's some, some really good goalies in this league. So um, it's going to be challenging. But, yeah. Yeah, and you, you kind of touched on it there, but uh, like you said, like I've throughout the season, I've kind of shared how you were doing um, on social media, posted your stats, and um, for the most part, you have been you've been right at the top. And then we were kind of talking before we started recording here that uh, maybe a, a game that you wish would have gone differently for you right before the break here, and and uh, so you're itching to get back into some game action and and prove that you're definitely right there among the goalies in the OJHL. Yeah, absolutely. So one thing that we talked about uh, in September there when when we uh, discussed joining the Junior Canadians was I asked you, I kind of asked you about your goals personally and also as a team. Um, you told me, I believe your answer was, you know, I, I could have the craziest, best numbers you know, but the most important thing to me is is getting the team wins. So you've kind of done both this year. You know, we just talked about it. You've been right at the top of the league as as far as goalies are concerned. And then uh, you've picked up 10 wins out of your, I think you've played 14 games. So not only are you playing well, but you're giving your team a chance to win every time out. Um, yeah, just what, what does that feel like to you to, to kind of have the personal success and you and the team enjoying the success there? Well, you know, to be completely honest, I feel like there's definitely some pressure attached to it. Like being at the top of leave, having some pretty good numbers. There's just that pressure. Like you feel it a little bit. Everyone's like, oh, this guy is kind of there. Like it's almost like you kind of a target on your back a little bit. Um, so it's, it comes with added pressure. But, you know, I, I kind of like the pressure and I think I thrive under the pressure. So it's good for me. It definitely motivates me to, to kind of never slip up. Um, which is it's you know it's going to happen time to time like you mentioned there, um, but it's yeah it, it's good and and I want to do well in terms of my goals I'd say they're they're similar like everyone on this team I know we've talked about it a lot just how hungry everyone is to compete for a championship um, in terms of goals I would say you know the same I want to give my team a chance to win every night and and just actually having the numbers now I you know 
the added part of it. It would be nice to to finish on top in terms of goalies by the end of the year. So that's just a, an added goal I added for myself. Obviously, I don't want to focus on the numbers too much, and I just want to, you know, I'd rather play well every night. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of just where my head's at at the moment. Yeah, good, right on. And then, uh, yeah, as far as the team goes, you guys are um, second in your division right now. You're in the top four in the league, but definitely uh, definitely competing with, with the other division leaders around the league. So, um, yeah, that's definitely good to see that you guys are, I mean, there's lots of guys on your team that are enjoying personal success, including yourself. And then, uh, you guys are, you guys are, uh, having success as a team as well. So it looks like, uh, looks like your guys' goal of going on a deep run here is, is, uh, looks good. Yeah. Yeah. Just to add there, you said, uh, you talked about our players. We, we've got some high quality players here and I have no doubt by the end of the season, um, we'll get a lot of commits from these guys uh, just from their overall success and, and how they play. So, yeah, it'll be exciting to see what we do in the playoffs. Good. Yeah, so you mentioned some uh, some commitments there. Um, I know we, we briefly talked about it again here before we started recording, but uh, um, what's, the, uh, what's the recruiting been like for you so far this year? It's been good. I remember uh, when I was in Cranbrook, just reminiscing a little bit, I remember just from preseason, that, that game I played in preseason, like after that, I just remember like talking to five schools right from that game and I was just in shock. I'm like, like, what the heck is happening? Like, this is just crazy. I can't believe how many schools are reaching out to me just from a preseason game. Um, so that was just so exciting to me. And, and uh, so now kind of here, it's been there. There hasn't been a lot of a lot of talk in, in the off season just because you know I didn't have a regular season or anything. So um, that was one of the things I, I wanted to focus on. Just really get a commit. I, I want a commitment so badly. Uh, so I, I have been talking to schools. I talked to my um, first Division One school this season. It was I believe it was November. I started talking to them. So that was exciting for me again. Um, and then other than that, just, just a bunch of Division threes. I had to make the decision on if I wanted to go to school next year or play another uh, year of junior hockey and kind of just really keep the dream alive and pers- pursue that Division one full-ride scholarship. So, yeah, other than that, uh, uh, nothing as of late. But, you know, I'm hopeful, I'm op- optimistic, and kind of just waiting for the, the perfect opportunity. Awesome. Well, that's good that you're at least talking to some schools and that you at least have a, a bit of a personal plan there. So that's good to hear. Uh, so you, you did touch on your time there uh, in Cranbrook. I know we've we've talked about it already a couple times in, in past interviews here, but uh, um, I guess I'll just ask you, like, you know, from a distance, have you been keeping an eye on what's been going on in, in Cranbrook this year with, with some of your old teammates? And, uh, and if anything, what is catching your attention? Yeah, that's so funny you asked that. I, I still talk to, like, all the guys there. And, and you know, I see Briggs at, at Yale, and I see Dane uh, playing with some of my buddies at Tri-City. Um, and then I, I talk to a bunch of the guys still on Cranbrook, and they always they always uh, tell me, like, what's going on. And, and, you know, I'm not surprised, honestly, of how well some of the young guys are doing, like um, Tyson and, and uh, Smitty. And Quinn, like, I was, I'm not surprised. I remember when I was there just saying to, to the guys, like, you know, like, when these guys get older, this is going to be the, the kind of leadership group on the team. And these are going to be, like, the, the core players, I think. Um, so, yeah, it's exciting for me to see them do really well. I want them to do really well. I, I still talk to my billet brother, Cam Kungle, and, and Nathan Fox, who recently got traded, uh, uh, B-Rod, like all these great guys. So I've been following a little bit. Um, I see their numbers. I see them doing well. I want them to make a run in, in the playoffs here and, and do well. And so, yeah, it's exciting to watch and catch up and, you know, reminisce a little bit. Yeah, awesome. That's good to hear. Yeah, it's uh, – I know from my point of view, like the – it was a tough year for them last year, obviously, not being able to play for so long and then – Finally, they get to go and play in the in the pod there for twenty games, but you know they they lost half their team, including yourself, and so it was just unfortunately the inaugural season just wasn't really one I think that you look back on with a a whole lot of happiness. But uh, 
you know, they're competing this year. They've got some new players, and, and they're, they're a really fun team to watch. So it's it's been fun here in Cranbrook. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we'll, uh, we'll shift the attention back to, uh, to you guys here with the Toronto Junior Canadians. So as we talked about, you guys are in a bit of a, a shutdown here, um, which looks like it should come to an end here in the next couple of weeks. Um, so we've definitely talked about it you know, your goals and, and how things are going for you guys. But, uh, I guess, uh, how, how do you think the focus is going to be coming out of this, out of the shutdown? And do you think that the season is going to be, is it going to be condensed here? Do you think with, uh, with losing three weeks a year schedule? So I think they talked about, um, it might be just, they might add additional weeks. I think they said for every three games missed, they have to add an additional week on top of it. I think if we they we talked we had a talk with the commissioner as a team, and, and he said if we get out of this lockdown after the three weeks, we won't have to condense anything or, or uh, change playoffs. Like we'll still be able to compete at national championships and everything like that. Worst case scenario, they might just condense the first and second round of playoffs to a best of five instead of a best of seven. Um, if it comes down to it, um, but in terms of the mindset of the guys and and uh, the league and everything getting out of this, um, the guys are excited. Our coaches is, is really excited. You know, the trade deadline passed. Um, I think it's two days ago now, and our coach basically said he's like, guys, if you notice, you know, I didn't make any trades because I really like this team. And uh, so he's got a lot of faith in us and confidence in us, and, and we have we are we as a team are, are confidence in each other and what our ability to do is here. So we're ready. He wants uh, us to hit the ground just where we left off uh, when the season kind of got paused and, and continue from there and continue our success. So we're kind of looking to do coming out of this. Awesome. And then yeah, for you on a personal level, obviously, like we've talked about, you you went through this last year, so. Um, what kind of things are you doing to stay sharp um, physically and, and mentally? What, what kind of things are you doing to, to stay in game shape? So physically, I actually, so for Christmas break, um, I think this is pretty funny, but I got an Apple Watch, and one of the things on it is this Nike Run app. And so I've been, like, going for a lot of runs lately, and I love it. Like, with this with this Nike Run app, I've, I don't know why, I enjoy it so much. And I remember I skated... Um, uh, one of my buddies, he has a rink on his house. It's like his cottage house, and he's got a full house, uh, full full on rink with like four houses on the property. So, so it was uh, it was something to go there, and, and I was able to to get on the ice again. But I remember just thinking like, wow, like my body, my lungs, everything feels like fresh. Like I, I kind of haven't missed a beat. So I'm gonna credit that to the to the runs I've been doing. Um, in terms of mentally, I've been working a lot with. Uh, my mental performance coach Brian Kane and his uh, mental mastery program for anyone listening I, like I highly suggest it. it it changed my kind of my attitude my, my mental toughness and just the way I think and, and approach life like it's not even just about hockey I, I think it's, it's got some key lessons there just in life as well um, so that's been that's been what I'm doing to stay fresh here and, and stay sharp obviously I like since it's been three it's going to be like three four weeks your timing like just little things are going to be slightly off and you want to minimize those as much as possible obviously um but yeah i'm just excited to get back and and uh get back plan awesome and then uh so just looking down the stretch here between where you guys are now and and playoffs um we've talked about where you guys are in the standings and, and uh, how competitive things are with, with you guys. And I think it's North York and your division there, but uh, how many, how many big games do you guys have on your schedule where you've got kind of got them circled as, as big ones going down the stretch here? Oh, I would have to look at the schedule. I remember uh, I wrote down my January schedule. We had a tough January schedule. We played North York. Uh, we played Wellington, St. Mike's, uh, Coburg, um, I think we had Halliburton again and Trenton as well that all these games had to, to get rescheduled. We weren't able to, to play them. So January was definitely a, a tough schedule that we had circled. And we were like, boys, like we got we to gotta dial this one here. This is a big, big uh, month. I think we have a tougher half of the season, our second half after the Christmas break. 
Um, so every every game is a big one from here on out. We want to we want to overtake North York there and, and finish in the first seed. Um, but yeah, like playing the North Yorks, the Trentons, the Wellingtons, the Halliburtons, the Coburgs, these are all really, really important games for us and, and we want to do well and, and win every one. So. Yeah, and you kind of touched on it there. I mean, when you guys are where you are in the standings, like I guess every game's a big game for you guys. You want to pick up points every time out and, uh, and push your way to the top there for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, well, I think that just about does it for uh, for our little catch-up here to polish off the podcast. So uh, um, just thanks again for your time. You've been so generous over the last, uh, really the last year with your time. Uh, I really appreciate it, and uh, I wish you the best of luck the rest of the way here. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate everything you're doing with uh, Bucks Net, Net Network, and, and I think it's turned out great. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Yeah, hopefully we can... Uh, talk again here early in the summer and you're uh celebrating uh hopefully a deep playoff run uh yeah absolutely thank you for listening to episode three of the bucks network podcast featuring christian triani episode four of the podcast is also available now so check that one out for a great conversation with cranberry bucks captain reese bentham